Welcome to the ninth episode of What It Did Get, get Better. I'm your host, Jack. Here we go. No, y'all thought, y'all thought I was doing that over because of, no, I, I did it because the recording didn't catch the welcome. <laughs> but we're here, we're back. Born in trouble after a two week hiatus. How y'all brothers feeling tonight? Rabbi. Rabbi. Yeah. Feeling good, and- Lewis. And we got a full house, a full house. That's right. Good. Hey, Mr. Dub K. I don't know What's why. He got, I don't know why you got members only. At. You're not wearing a jacket, and those jackets were played when they were out, even when they were members. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I had a little. I had a little site on uh, on IG that was called Bud Members Only, and and. I think it just uh, excluded the buds part on it. Uh, oh, female. okay. Because I, we're a PG show, and it automatically knows that we're a PG show, right? So know. that's what happens. Let's, it I, works. I forget how that happened, but it, it was kind of weird, you know. From New, from New Jersey, Philadelphia, Mister Brooks with the good looks. What's going on, Johnny? How you doing, Anthony? How you brother? feeling, brother? You seem like you uh like you like you're a little energized tonight. Well, I'm gonna give I'm gonna Somebody give you the new battery in your behind today. No, yeah, well, listen. Last week was the week from hell and shit. Last week I woke up one Monday morning and there was a knock on my door. And it was, hey, it's me, Satan. I'm here to ruin your entire week. God and damn. didn't leave until Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm feeling better. Is this oh, a mother in law what was is, that? Is this a mother-in-law joke? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, man, but we got mother jokes. We're not, it's a good thing we don't talk personal stuff because I got some people I can flame this week. But from Detroit, Michigan, speaking of flaming, home of City Wings, 2896 West Brand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Hey, come, come get you some. Mr. Brand Lancaster. What up, though? What up, though? Yeah, man. So, let me, so we don't really like this week, you know, normally it's not unlike any other week where we don't really have a topic. We just got a whole bunch of conversation, the different stuff that we talk about. And, but our show is a little bit different because even though we do cover politics, we don't like to really get into politics too deeply because let's be honest, that's white people shit, right? It's white people shit. It ain't yeah. really got, it, it ain't really got much to do with us. Like we can talk about it. Well, we don't really have much really to say. They only throw us in there when it's time to cause some problems, like the country's going bankrupt. Oh, get our loans. Right. They did it. You know, or, or like we're having problems with housing or people like marching on the streets and everything, burning them. Black people. Automatically, it's like that's where we are. So we, we politics, we can talk about it, but we're not going to pretend that we're on CNN right now. And we're going to have some deep conversation about Donald Trump and he's going to, and we're going to be able to fix the world's problems. You know, people aren't even listening to us. You're not listening to us. It's sort of like when we explain Indians are from India and Native Americans live in the United States of America. Y'all don't care. You just keep on saying the racist stuff. Nobody cares that the reason why you call these people Indians is because Christopher Columbus went to the wrong damn continent. It wasn't even North America. He was in South America. 
And he saw all these brown people and he said, oh, I must be in India. So they called them all Indians. And y'all just kept on going with that same stupid racist stuff. And that shows exactly where you are. So why am I going to talk about your politics? I'm not. But we are going to talk about it because it's funny. And, you know, but that's basically it. But how was y'all's weeks doing? Gene, I'm going to catch up with you, bro. How you been, man? Listen well, to fine. one of them. Did you introduce Rob or did I just miss? You missed no, you, mi- you missed it. You oh, missed good. it. All uh, right, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, no, everything everything's good, man. You know, I, I done, I done cranked up. I'm doing some more Uber hours. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get accustomed to this uh, pace. You know, I, I've been, I've been lounging for some years and, and this shit been caught up to me. You know? <laughs> Living the dream. Yes. You know yes. Living the dream for some years and that shit been caught up to me, you know, I done grew a little soft, but you know, I'm uh. I'm getting through it, man. Everything's good. Man, there's nothing wrong with getting soft. Nothing wrong with getting soft. That's why they created gun licenses. Oh, no, not in that way. Now. That's not why I'm they talking about, yeah, that's not what it is. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about work pain. I ain't talking about no, I'm not talking about that way. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just me. Oh, no, man. The you fingers work. Fingers <laughs> work like gold. Well, I'm talking about, I tell them, I'm still, uh, no but you know what we mentioned Donald we mentioned Donald Trump we mentioned politics we might as well get into it for a quick second just a quick second because we 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 know what's going to happen these fools are up here getting all upset either people are saying he should never be president again or they're saying, or they're headed down to Florida to the courthouse tomorrow morning. By the time this show actually comes out on the year, that um, hearing will have happened because we do it. We, you know, I release on Wednesday. We record on Monday night. So, what do y'all predict? Maybe, maybe we got Nostradamus on this thing. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Is there going to be a shooting tomorrow in the courthouse? Is are they going to burn it down in effigy? Is Donald Trump going to order McDonald's takeout? From an Uber guy, what, Listen, what's going to happen tomorrow? I got it. The whites are going to win. <laughs> right. Mark my words. <laughs> the whites are going to win. You, you just want to cut out all the middlemen, just get all right the to the right to the thing. Right. That's that is like, that's like opening the script and just going to the last page. The whites win. The end. <laughs> yeah, that's it's probably, it's probably a good one. Um, I was talking to Dr. Kimia, the friend of the show the other day, and um, we were getting into some stuff. We're going to do a not an episode episode like coming up this week. But, you know, really, they always do win. Democrats, Republicans, it don't really matter. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, it seems to me like I was looking at something the other day. They were saying that once Democrats, like they had a, um, it was a cartoon where they were in the car and black people were in the car. And after the election, they were throwing a black person out the car. The black person was rolling on the street and everything. Sounds about right. Did you say this was a cartoon or surveillance tape? <laughs> well, this could be both. You know, <laughs> it's a cartoon that was proven up from surveillance tape. But that's basically <laughs> the way it works. So I just want to, like, I want everyone to understand here that we talk about these things because we're really just highly intelligent 
American citizen brothers. But we don't expect y'all to really listen to what we have to say or for us to affect what you're going to do if you're a white person listening to this podcast. Y'all gonna do what you do anyway. You're gonna call people Indians. You know? You call right. you're the same stop, people. Sir. Yeah, but, well, they're the same people that call I was I was liking it to the same thing. It's like calling people Indians in this country is like the same thing as calling a Puerto Rican Dominican or vice versa. Yo, you might as you might as well be ready to fight. I'm guilty, man. Now I'm glad I'm glad you reinforced that in me. Because I had never I had heard that before. I guess I, I just didn't let it sink in. And yeah, that's a bad habit, man. Well, it's yeah, that. Yeah, I want to call people Indians. Yeah. I mean, and then you know, I play with it a little bit sometimes, engines, you know, all that. So <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna have to get off of that, man, for sure. You know well, what I'm saying? Them, engines. This, them natives, you know. Well, truth of the matter. Truth of the matter is, is that like in this case, for most people, ignorance is the sin, but is it a sin? Yeah, because oh, oh, but they don't have the monopoly now. Yeah, they don't have a monopoly on the disrespects. Oh, no, yeah. I get it. You know, they just need they need to exercise that same patience. Yes, yes. <laughs> very, if we all very, had to, you know. Yes, very, very disrespectful. Very disrespectful to them. But you know what? This country. These last two weeks, first of all, like last week was, like I said, I woke up in the morning. It's I woke up. I opened up the room to the, to the, uh, to the room where I'm at right now, and it did seem like the carpet was on fire. You know, I was walking in the carpet of fire and everything. It was a hellacious week. It really was. And then this morning, it woke up and things started getting better. Even up until ten minutes before the show, I got some really great news. So it's like life is going to basically go back to normal in a little bit and everything, not like it was bad before. But we, I was just listening to these people and like over these last two weeks, when I'm in a bad mood or when things aren't going my way, I shut up. I called Rob, I spoke to Rob like once in the past three weeks, maybe, because I'm unlike most of you people out there in the world, I don't believe in sharing my misery as much as possible. I try to eat it. And I guess that's like with men's mental health, I guess it's kind of when we talk about mental health, a lot of men, black men, we're taught to eat our pain or to eat the struggles that we're going through. Absolutely. And it's it's not always a good thing. But Does it help help to serve somebody else up some of that shit or what? I don't think so in a a lot of cases. Like in this case, what I... Hate it or what? uh, Well, in my case, it wasn't like it was really that bad. It was bad more because I'm frustrated at the people that are around me. I wanted to choke a few motherfuckers. I really was wishing for back to the time when it was the 90s, you know, when you didn't have the internet to communicate and you had to actually go see people. So that way, while I was seeing those people, I could have reached my hand out and I could have choked them in person. But then again, I probably wouldn't be here for the show. Exactly. That tech right. mess saved you, uh, uh, you know, 10 to 12 years. It could have. It could have saved me 10 to 12 years. But, you know, at the end of the day, and then plus the th- things always come around, they turn around full circle, 360 degrees. But is things, are things going to turn around for this country right now? Is this going to get any better? Is this going to get worse before it gets better? Now, where's the turnaround point for these people? No turnaround. I got an idea. Why don't we, why don't we assume that it's going the way that all the signs tell us it's going 
and then I guess uh, give predictions on or discuss some things that we should be focused on because it is going that way. Let's take that stance like, okay, black women are not going to get married at any higher rate. So therefore that's going to do such and such to the black family. And in five years, what is that going to look like? In 10 years, what is that going to look like? And understanding that it's going that way, it's going to evolve that way. What then becomes our goal or focus? Well, I think think one of the, I think, yeah, no, that's good. I think that one of the problems with the goal with a focus though, is that a lot of times We've taken a, the black, first of all, as a black community, like I could go through this whole like panel, like Gene, your, you know, your ethnic background is mixed. Rob, your ethnic background is mixed. Uh, Grant, your ethnic background is, you know, Detroit player. And he was born wearing Peters. He mixed, goddamn. Hey, look at him. He mixed. Look at him, right? He mixed. No question. He's mixed. No question. Well, but the point, the point of that, the point of saying all of that is that because everything is, mo- we're not a monolith. And we've said this before many times on the show, we're not a monolith, but that's where we start from a position where we're not a monolith. And we also start from a position where everybody in this country hates us. You know, let's just call it what it is. They don't want to see us shine. You three brothers to me are examples. One of the things I love about doing this show with you three brothers is that you guys are examples of different ways that black men can come up in this world and be okay. And somebody's listening to it right now, they're saying, well, Gene's driving an Uber, but that ain't the whole story. And if you're stupid enough to listen to that and you hear the whole, and you think that that's the whole story, then God bless you. But that's that part of like- That's huh? what I tell them when they're in the back seat. And they ask me, what else do you do? Oh, nothing, this. <laughs> exactly, right. Thank right. you. Right, thank you. But that's part of what the problem is with America. One of the reasons why, or with black people, one of the reasons why we have these things, we've all seen these videos where the girls are like, guys are saying to the girls, like, hey, I want to talk to you. And they're like, ah, step away, bum. Move back, scrubby, scrubber, scrubberson. And then they walk over to their Bugatti or their Lambo. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? It's all good. But that's that's a very American way to actually think about things, that money is the only thing that really matters. Money counts more than character. Money counts more than loyalty. Money is more than um, intelligence. Money is more than everything. So even if it's a splash thing, you know, those cars can be rented. You can go out, if you were really a horny dude, you can, you have two choices as a horny man in America. You can find yourself an escort service or you can find yourself an exotic car Rental leasing company and go out for a ride. And I guarantee you're going to get some. That ain't where it's going, though. That's a point of reference that's dated. Because because the real answer might be, uh, when you say uh, options for a horny man in America, real option might become uh, uh, a male dating service. (laughs) 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 And this is... And so that's going to be the new landscape. (laughs) And so so here's the thing, you know, well, and let's accept it, whatever. That's that's what what it's looking like. And I have the perfect uh, Uber experience that speaks to exactly that. Educate Uh, us. Educate us, please. I pick up what turns out to be a 31-year-old Delta 
stewardess. Okay. I pick I pick her up from her side hustle where she's going in there for an hour or two with some marketing firm to do whatever and get a question for it, you know? Okay. For, she says, 75 or 100 bucks or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Then taking her to some spot where she lives in Bucket, but on the way, some dude who's in the service and broke up with her two months ago. They wanted to get married two weeks ago. He dropped her. And uh, long story short, God is going to, she's going to claim the uh, positive words and God is going to provide that picturesque scenario that all the women said they was going to have on the uh, Kevin Samuels archives and videos. <laughs> and so, you know, that's, that's her idea of what's going to happen. And what I'm thinking is, is, wow, you know, the first thing I'm thinking is, okay, were you trained for that? I didn't say it. I didn't give her the, because she was in out and it was gone. But I was mm. thinking this afterward. I was even thinking it for the podcast. I was like, wow, okay, so was she trained for it? She's 31 now. She's still family, this and that. She didn't speak to anything about, you know, how she'll serve or, or how she'll or how she'll make this happen to the person that wants whatever picture she's going to provide. So then I started thinking to myself, okay, what if we're thinking wrong? What if we should just go ahead and say, okay, it's a foregone conclusion. There is no coming back to something. There's only different now and more layers of different going forward. So if that's the case, how do you, then the questions become, how do you navigate that? And what are important talking points in navigating that and uh, assuming that it's gone? Because that is the, the distance between that working for something long-term or that working for a man that's looking for something traditional and everything else are damn near impossible. And the numbers are now showing it. And that's what Kevin Samuels used to speak to with the numbers showing how, you know, this is the case or or, or 80% of the divorces being filed by the women. And so uh, overall, their perception of what they deserve and what they're going to get and what they should be targeted for. Okay, so again, instead of peeling that back, it's gone. Okay, you know Mm -hmm. There right. is no appeal back on that. Right. So now what? And so back to what I was just saying, that coupled with the fact that the appetites have changed, mm. you know, obviously, yeah. whether, whether they are pushing that agenda or not, it's working because it is obvious that they are changing. If we could always attack something as, okay, this is an evil agenda that does this, 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 and this, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not stopping the agenda. Like there's no, it seems like there's no moment. The momentum is not slowing. Well, let me, right, let me, go ahead. What were you saying? So, so the, the thing about it is, and this is something that, that we've talked about on the show before, um, you can't go back to an age. You see what I'm saying? So, so the time when grandmas were four years old, baking cookies, blah, 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 keeping the children for you, you know what I mean? The, the time when, people got married at 18 and stayed together for 50 years and 
the time when homosexuality was pretty much in the closet. You know what I mean? At a time, you know, just going back to a time like that, like it's it's impossible to go back to a time. You know what I mean? You can recreate the the clothes and all of that kind of stuff, but once the mentality changes, the mentality constantly goes forward. It it doesn't go back. It will it will reach back for something nostalgically. Like hairstyles come back in style and clothes come back in style. Shoes come back in style and go out of style. You know what I mean? Like it's a constant cycle of things going in and out of style. But when you start talking about a mentality, mentality only moves forward. It, it don't move backwards. Well, high top fades aren't coming back anytime soon, I don't think. Rob, you're a, you're a traveling, <laughs> Rob, you're a traveling bachelor. You've been, um, Oh, moving in and out of the dating scene for a number of years. What do you feel about this? I'm, I'm, giving you, I'm being like nice. It. I'm being nice I like about it. Moving this. in and out. Yeah, I, was, left, the jo- was... I left the joke out. I left the joke out. That's, that's mighty Toast. black of you. Thank you. Joke out of it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. you know, the, the thing that stunned me when I got on the apps a couple of years ago, I jump on the dating apps and, you know, now you start doing the, the whole interaction and I'm bad at all that because the thing buzzes. I don't really feel like answering right now. Yeah. You said I you're wait for on one of the picks. Those are popular. No, I'm gross. <laughs> but um, how mean. often they would, you'd have these conversations and then you'd meet up with them and they just go, you know, you just watch them work at 180 degrees of their own self interest. Like you're saying that you're all about X, Y, and Z, and here you are doing P, Q, and R. Like, mm-hmm. right. Those things are blocking you from X, Y, and Z. Um, See, so the, the the whole culture is screwed up because, you know, I mean, on top of the, the rampant materialism, a lot of us weren't raised to be in like that family unit. Like most of us don't know what that looks like, have no idea what that's supposed to be like. And mm-hmm. so there, there are expectations about it based on social media and how much money everybody should have. That's ridiculous. Uh, but also they don't know what to do once they get inside of the relationship. Like, you know, grandma took a lot of shit. Like grandma got three hots and a cot, but she also put up a lot of bullshit too. Right. Right. Well, the truth, you know, we have to find a new, we have to find a new truce in that piece of it. Well, the two words that come to mind with this conversation for me are ignorance and hypocrisy. Ignorance because of the fact that, like you said, an ignorant is not necessarily a bad word. It's just that you just don't know. So if you grew up in a household without a father and with a mom that's like running around and whole hopping from dude to dude, if you grew up in your household and you wake up one, you wake up on a Sunday morning and you got anyone, any letter of the alphabet in the male name coming out of your mom's bedroom. Yeah. When you, you got know, all kinds of uncles, you think that you think that it's okay. And the other part is like the hypocrisy part, like, you know, Gene, like the person that was in, that was in your Uber, that female don't have a chance. She doesn't know what, she doesn't really know what it is. Like, first of all, she's a stewardess. So it's like, she's automatically flying from place to place. She's engaging all different types of men. So, well, I mean, I can tell by our conversation that she's not there. She's not there. That's just her profession. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people's profession become their culture. And, and I could tell she was on the outside of that, but, uh, but now, uh, you know, I guess uh, Kevin Samuel's uh, technique was to try to teach, bring awareness to what the the different types of things that were lost over the years, different 
awarenesses that uh, that were held before. So to bring that up again and and then explain it and stuff. Well, what I realize that, or what what might be just a hard reality is is that that served as entertainment, and it didn't move the meter. Yeah. And so if that's the case, then okay. So now. Because you know what I told him? It can't move said, either. I said, listen, I said, you ought to consider moving to Alaska. And she perked up. I said, yes. <laughs> I said, yeah, I, I hear it's like 20, 25 to 1 up there. I said, you know, I don't know if they're going to be dreaded ball players if that's the thing or, you know, whatever, you know. But but uh, she was like, oh, I'm open. I'm open. Like, you know, it, I mean, like the goal, her position was the goal of what she sees is, of being married, being, you know, having kids, this, that, and everything else. It's like, she wants that. But then at the end, I'm telling you, when she started talking about what God was going to give her, you know what came flying out of her mouth? Money. High value, man. Uh, yeah, which, which is what? Which is what? Okay, I, for, I missed that part earlier. So that's what made my, my mind just go, okay, so it's gone. There's no, uh, I mean, because... What Kevin was trying to say without saying was you have to change what your definition of value is and high yes, value. Right. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Okay, so while I'm thinking about it, there's a reason our definition is what it is. And there's probably several reasons for sure. But one main reason is because we are in the world of capitalism. And it, and it breeds everything. Go get it. And your status is determined by uh, your wallet or your, 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 you know, just your bank account or your resources. Just that is where your value is, is held in this country. And that poison has been festering since inception. So uh, the picture that we have now is the picture we have now. And, it's, and th this, is, this girl in the back of the Uber and these things surrounding that is just one thing. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. So understanding that there's so many things and and we're headed in a direction that that uh I don't know, maybe few understand uh what's to come and this and that, but uh, you know, we're intelligent enough to add it up and uh and share some of our own thoughts on what's to come. Just to just to keep along those lines, so in business, so my mentor, he he told me something that has stuck with me since he told it to me and it, it, it came around we we're talking about pricing and everything so uh when you you know we pricing you need to price in a certain amount of money a certain amount of profit or whatever whatever based off the cost of goods sold and all this that and the third so we having this conversation my comment to him was i don't think that i can charge this much money for the product that we sell my mentor man they and they his name is Dave Harris. Dave is one of the greatest dudes that I know. Dave told me, he said, money is only an object in the absence of value. Right? So if you can make somebody believe that it's worth it, they'll pay for it. So just kind of going back to what you're talking about when somebody says that they want a high value man, right? A high earner is different than a high value man. A high value man is what you believe. What you believe is that was over. <laughs> what you believe is valuable is what makes that man high value or low value. 
If your belief is that his wallet is the only thing that makes him valuable, then of course, that's what's going to make that man high value for you. If you believe that a man who loves his family, who loves God, who loves, uh, you know, whatever, who's, who's conscientious, who's courteous, who's kind, if you believe that those things make that man a high value man, then that's the man that you'll be with. But it all comes down to what you value. The way I see it is that most of the lonely women in this country are really just fuck. They really just do it to themselves. They fuck themselves up right over and over and over. And the reason why I say that and the reason why I believe that is just because of what we're just talking about. What is a high value man? A high value man is not determined by his pocket. A high value man is determined by the way that he actually treats you. You know, I know when I've had these conversations with my daughter, you know, my daughter, she's a beautiful young woman always been a beautiful young woman and she could have went a completely and totally different direction. She could have went the way of some of the people that are close to her. I sh- I'll just leave it at that. Right? <laughs> very kind of you. Very kind of me. Thank you. I'm going to listen. I'm feeling very, very magnanimous today. So I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it alone. But, um, and we had a conversation about, we had a conversation just about those types of things today some of the stuff that was going on and swirling around. And these people, they don't understand that they invite, that when you invite these quote-unquote high-value men, first of all, in the hood, a high-value man is the one that's got the money to pay for the hotel and to buy drinks at the bar. Because in the absence of a, in the absence of a man with that actually like walking into the bar and actually, or walking into the club and showing you, you know, exactly what they have in their pockets and you know, what, and what it is and everything you ain't, nobody's going into the bar, like bringing their bank statement. You're going to get jacked. You're going to get jacked. Right. So the high value men aren't like basically, they're not pushing themselves monetary high value. They're not pushing themselves in the club that way. They're not going to show you. Nobody has a bank book. Nobody's going to show you there. Nobody's going to show you this stuff. They're going to pretend they're going to make believe. And this is the same thing that's been going on in the seventies. Like, great. You're from Detroit. How many brothers did you grow up seeing wearing gators and, you know, felt cats and everything? Driving Cadillacs. And you know, the truth of the matter is, yeah, you drive a Cadillac. And the thing is, in Detroit, you could drive a Cadillac. Those jobs at the auto industries, they played very well. But also, if you work there, you can get a Cadillac for like half price. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's got a caddy. Everybody in Michigan's got a caddy. You go there. At that point in the 80s, are those high-value men? Well, I don't know. At the time, you know they were. At the time, <laughs> they were. Right. And that's the way. And listen, and that's the way we're, you know, men sell themselves in the club. And basically, they sell themselves to women this way because this is what women ask for. Women ask for, they ask for bullshit things, baubles, and things that have, that really have decreasing value. If somebody gives you money and you don't know how to spend it, we watch it all. We see this all the time with these high-profile athletes that marry these women and they get divorced. And then years later, the women are taking them back to court for more money because they don't have any money after you've been getting $30,000 a month for the past like 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Can't nobody teach you that you didn't, you didn't, if you really wanted to hide at that point in time for that woman who's divorced and gets that settlement, high value man is a man who knows how to count. Yeah, a financial planner. A financial planner is a high value man for you. You know, you're not thinking. 
But it's society has a lot to do with it though, as well. You know what I mean? If in a society where everything is pushed as when what you see is all entertainment, right? Which what, what you what you see out here is it's all somebody in Cabo. It's all somebody in St. Lucia. It's all somebody, you know what I mean? Like everybody's always posting a trip or they at some fancy restaurant or they they in whatever car that they rented or whatever. You know, they in the Airbnb, everybody's always balling, you know. So when, when the entertainment aspect of it comes into it, that's, that's really to me where the, where the, where the monetary push in relationships comes in, because now you have to entertain me as much as we had to entertain women anyway, right? We always have to put on the show, blah, blah, blah. So we entertain women all the time, but now you just have to entertain them with something that costs money. You used to be able to entertain them with a poem. You used to be able to entertain them with a walk on the beach. You or know what I mean? Penis. In, right. Yeah. If you, right. Little picnic action. <laughs> right. Yeah. But with those things, you can't, you can't do those things anymore. Now it has to be a trip to Abu Dhabi. You know, it's, you know what I mean? It's got to be something significant. It's got to be some grand gesture that they can put on Facebook or put on Instagram or whatever platform that they're using so that they can, try to make their girlfriends jealous or whatever they, whatever it is that they want to do, because it's not really just posting that, Hey, I'm here. Because if you were posting that, Hey, I'm in, I'm in, I'm on a cruise in the Mediterranean. You should be posting pictures of the cruise in the Mediterranean, not of you on the cruise in the Mediterranean, because you look the same. And here. let me just, let me just, <laughs> let me just add some value to this conversation. You want to know what it really looks like? You really want to make your girlfriends jealous in 2023? If you own a home, one out of three people right now is in a foreclosure. Don't be in foreclosure right now. That's very impressive. Right. You understand what I'm saying? You can pay your bills. Sign your shit out. That's impressive as the motherfucker right now. And that's impressive for all of America. Because... This is the situation. We, we basically sold ourselves out for these baubles. We sold ourselves out. Like, men, our generation, we're like, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to the beginning of the show, the first two or three minutes when we're saying we're not going to talk about politics because it ain't really got shit to do with us and everything. When it comes to finance in this country, a lot of times, they ain't got shit to do with us either. Because 12% of the pie, that's what we started with. 12% of the pie. For some reason... Go figure. I don't know. Maybe it's somebody burning down my uncle's store 30 years ago. So he didn't have to compete with somebody that's keeping that number in that same percentage. So maybe it's one of those riots that happened that nobody wants to talk about mm -hmm. in history that took away all that wealth and all that other stuff. But it, it really doesn't have anything to do with us whatsoever because we're not setting the tone for these things. We set the tone for fashion. We set the tone for entertainment. We set the tone for dialect and everything in this country, but we don't set the tone for what goes on in relationships and what's important. So I'm going to go back to that because what I'm saying is that we're men our age and our fifties and everything. What did we grow up on? We grew up on zero 50. We grew up on Michael Milliken. We grew up on, um, mm -hmm. you know, wall street. We grew up on do anything that you can to make a dollar. And as long as it, as long as the check clears, it doesn't matter. Fuck what happens to the other guy. We grew up, Donald Trump. you know, we grew up, we had, we were a generation that grew up 
with the thought process that once we get to a certain age, we're going to trade our women in for a younger model and everything right. at all times. That's what, that's what it is. And that's what the goal is. And the thing is in America, you can't tell people that they can't have it. So it's okay. The thing is that this is what always happened with really rich people. They always married their women and got rid of them after 20, 25 years and went and started again with somebody that was in their twenties or thirties, whatever. But once everybody tried to start doing it, well, now it's all fucked up because right. we can't all afford these young hosts. We can't True. all afford them. True. And I don't mean, and I don't mean young women. I mean, young hoes. We can't afford these hoes that want to go shopping. You know what I'm saying? All the time. You want to go shopping? That's good. That's cool. You got that body and everything. You making it happen and everything. You want somebody to take you shopping? That's cool. But guess I'm, I'm, I'm a long play dude. If I was out there, I'm still like, I'm going to wait five years. Okay. And I'm going to catch you on the discount market. You're going to be a little bit more desperate yeah. and maybe you're going to be a little bit more open to understanding what yeah. your position actually is. But that stewardess right now, when you were talking about Alaska, she was saying that's the discount market. I'm yeah, going to go get something out of that bin. Yeah. I'm going to go pick it through that bin. That's what I would do if I had them goals. Because oh, Atlanta, no, Atlanta, Atlanta's going to be the tallest midget. She's going to be the tallest midget. Atlanta's so, not the place me. to get it done. Atlanta is not the place. I'm seeing it over and over. It's just not the place to get it done. It's not oh, the place to get, to get what done? To find the, uh, find the meat? Uh, yeah, your idea of, of uh, meat, marriage, and happiness. Well, Atlanta got a, it's got a, Atlanta has a whole bunch of other stuff going on too. Y'all got, you got like the secret orgies that are going over. You know, Freaknik is, Freaknik, Freaknik happens all year long in Atlanta and Georgia. Freaknik is a year round event. You don't have to worry about the pastor being seen. Pastor needs to more be worried about whether or not they got clubs in those cameras and those rooms where they doing all that freaky stuff. And that's what they need to worry about. And as far as community is concerned, we got. You know, let's, let's get into this LGBTQ. You, you guys have seen this stuff going on recently with these people getting all, everybody's uptight about LGBTQ stuff and everything. Y'all see anything that was going on? No. Uh, yes. I saw that, I saw that, uh, Target and Walmart and, uh, maybe Kohl's, I think were, they were getting kind of, uh, hit because they had, they crushed. were carrying the pride shit or whatever. Getting yeah. Crushed. And people, yeah. And people were, people had a problem with them carrying the pride stuff. So they boycotted. So they, they were Target, kind of boycotted. Target took a big loss, took a big right down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Bud Light took a hit with that thing. Right. Bud Light. Well, they the thing about Bud Light, hit. but they didn't actually take a hit because apparently Mondello actually moved up, you know, that because they don't support LGBTQ in their advertising. So lucky for the people at Anheuser-Busch who actually also own Mondello. <laughs> right. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. This but the Bud Light that's, <laughs> But that's why you own multiple brands to cover your that's ass. You right. Exactly. exactly. You're not taking any losses, really. They're not taking any losses. But this whole everybody is upset about I mean, we're we're in a we're in a hypocritical stage and this is our this is our fault. It's our generation. And I say, not us, because we're the black guys. We're not really setting any, we're not setting any tones nationally and everything. Right. 
But if you have the wherewithal to sit back and you're not trying to run with them, and that's where black society goes wrong, really. We were much better off when we were back in the days. You watch a movie and you would see these movies and these white guys would be doing this crazy stuff. And you cut to the black guy in the corner and what would the black guy say? Even crazy white people. Mm-hmm. Look at these motherfuckers mm-hmm. doing this stupid shit. That was it. Uh, only white people. It was a joke. It was like, a, it was a go-to Hollywood joke. You write that into the scene. So what happened? Why are we trying to run this? Why are we trying to run with this scheme that we don't have to really run with? Because let's be honest, we got all the best stuff. We got rappers and musicians. Well, then again, they kind of co-opted a lot of our music, but we can take it back anytime. Cause don't nobody right. make funk like we make funk. So it's like, you know, we can take that back anytime. You don't really have to chase after the women. They come over. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. You can do whatever you want. Why, why do we chase, why do we chase these things that don't really have any value to us as a community? What is it that's wrong with the things that are in the black community that they, that they look so terrible? Not as they look terrible. We've all been indoctr- indoctrinated into capitalism, man. Right. Yeah. You know, we want we've, all, we've all been brought up in the same schools. We're all taught to chase the dollar. Yep. And so it's not about our community. It's about getting that bag. Yeah. You know, it's about getting the next dollar. Once you get this dollar, you got to get the next dollar. And then you got to, you know, or you got to invest in this. You got to flip houses. You got to, like, everything's about passive income right now. Yeah. So, or everybody talking that generational wealth shit. That generational wealth shit too. Yeah, like that's a that's yeah. a myth. I, that that needs to be. You know what? I'm glad that you mentioned that, Gene. See, that's why we miss you, bro. Because you come up with these things that we need to really talk about. Because I was actually thinking about that one day. I almost did a whole show on that generational wealth. What good is generational wealth if you fucking gonna die tomorrow? I promise. You know what I'm saying? You that know is, that is a good. I'm telling you. Well. Many people will point to the Bible. Uh, and maybe I don't know what the Quran says about it, but maybe they point to that too, about, uh, you know, there being honor and establishing generational wealth or whatever, you know, mm. but it's so perverted. It goes mm. along with what I said at the beginning, that that's, a, that's another dysfunction that's passed through capitalism, uh, in our mentality, because most of my life, probably up, most of my life, uh, I've always been driven by what I set to accomplish financially as my mark for success. Mm. Most of my life. I mean, you know, and now honest, I have been consumed with it most of my life. Okay. I put it, you know, it's only been, you know, uh, this last section of my life where I've set that priority, if you would, or, or I put it in its proper place according to, you know, my values or whatever. But for most people, that's where it's at because that's what I was taught. That's the only, I mean, w- when you're here, that's all you know. As a matter of fact, it is sold as complete righteousness. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, 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 it is burrowed into people, you know, deep at, read it. You know, where, 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 where they're going to defend it. Just think about how big a sin it is to even suggest something like one of the biggest 
uh, uh, slurs that you can throw at somebody when you're having a political argument is that socialist. Yeah. Like, like, what, why, why, why is it that taking care of your fellow man, why is it making sure that we all, we're all covered? Why is that hideous? Right. Why is that, why is that a curse word? Right. Because that's the nature of America. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what America was founded on. Exactly. Is, is inequality. America is founded on, you know what I mean? Like it was a bunch of dudes that didn't want to pay taxes that came over here. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. and then, but they didn't, they didn't want to pay taxes, but they damn sure took taxes. Mm. That's right? true. So, so yeah. So, it, I mean, this, the whole, the foundation of the thing is bad. You know what I mean? It's all, all types of cracks in the, in the, in the foundation of America. Well, right. I, well, I'll tell you that my, these last two weeks when I've been thinking, one thing, like, you know, as you can see, I started to show it like politics. Like, we always get into politics. You know, we always, we've talked about politics on the show. We talked about Uncle Timmy, who's running for president. We've talked about Bush. I mean, we've talked about, um, yeah, we talked about Bush. We talked about Trump. But we've gotten, gotten into politics. But I just started, I was listening to all these things and I was like saying to myself, like, why do I even, like mention these things. Like I understand I'm astute and I understand what's going on in a lot of ways that most people don't, but it's not like we're really able to make any changes with the system. And then what I was thinking is that honestly, what we need to do, what the country needs to do, what the people in this country need to do is burn this motherfucker there and start from scratch. It's the only, it's really the only answer. Because you're not going to get any, and you know what? If you were to burn this, uh, if you were to burn this down, if you were to stop all elections at the next election, if you were to say, we're just not going to have any elections anymore, everybody go home. You got to be left with the president. You will actually find out who runs this country and what the layers of this country actually are. Because those people aren't going anywhere. That power structure is in green, whether you vote or whether you don't vote. Doesn't make any difference one way or the other. And as such, I was thinking about, I was thinking about making this episode the beginning of me running for president. Maybe I'll run for president right now, you know? And they'll have your ass locked under the jail, man. All of the things that Trump, you were celebrated for will be the end of your fucking campaign. (laughs) That is the truth. That is the truth. And that's the truth. I can see it now. I had a threesome with John in 2007 and he didn't pay for the room. Well, I was trying to climb over the fence at East and it, John bit me on my buttocks. Yeah, here's a that's <laughs> listen, verifiable, verifiable. I would have to start it off with the long list of things that I did wrong. Absolutely, just sit there and write it down. Like, I need to apologize to the following. Yeah, if you, if you own it, if you own it, you can get away with it. I ain't in no danger of ever being in that situation. Running for president? Running for president, just being... running for nothing where I have to huh. reveal nothing. I'm just, I'm cool on all that. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't need that headache. Yeah. But, but, this is what it, but this is what it requires. It requires that you basically, you make yourself, you have to make yourself seem better than a bunch of people who are living their worst lives. As right. far as like, as far as like socially, as far as, um, as I being just neighbors, just being neighbors. I told somebody, I'll go vote for president. When someone with bad credit, a divorcee, and uh, maybe a DUI is running, 
I'll go vote for that person. Well, I got two. I, they like, I, like, I, I would have two out of those three. They never caught me DUIing, but I have done it before. You know, another full disclosure there. And well, it don't have to be a DUI. Maybe a, maybe a, a, a light F on their record. Fella. I've, I've no, had a no few ghetto. Speeders. I've had a few ghetto divorces. I've had a few ghetto divorces. I've never been married, but you know, long-term relationships and when they child go wrong, support just bad. It would have child to be support. A child support pay. And I would I would take my time. Not only would I vote, I would encourage everyone else to vote for the person. I'm gonna get James vote. It looks to me like I'm gonna get James vote. But what I already got one. So so they would win the election in November. But then when mm-hmm. the real election happens in 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 uh January, then what? Well, you, you could you could win the popular election. Right. And then the elect- when the Electoral College decides who's the, who's really going to be the president, then what? Well, then what? Those- the, the facade is over. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's much like yeah. in the music, it's much like in the music business when they pull you aside and they show you the they show you the tape of the two or three dudes butt raping you the night before. And they say you're gonna do exactly what we tell you during this contract. Damn. No different. Wow. That is related quickly. Or we'll show the world your shame. That's right. That's right. Just remember, fellas. He must accept his shame. Never get drunk enough to get butt raped. Okay, so here's the thing though. Lots of bad things happen. Well, let me just ask you so what kind of what kind of what did they do to Nas X then? Oh, celebrated he, it. You know, no, I'm talking about to get him on. I mean, what, what kind of what kind of leverage do they have on him? There's a rumor. There was a rumor out there that Little Nas X is not even actually gay. Oh, there is so a rumor out there that he's so not even so, actually gay. So they must they actually, have. They but, must have him on film on tape, uh, putting it to uh, probably you know a plus size cougar or something. Well, maybe, but he he may not be gay. He may not be gay. But suffers from the same affliction that most Americans do, which is materialism. Because he'll say and do, if that's the truth, that means that he would say and do anything in order to make a dollar. Well, he could just say he's an actor. He could. Rob, you were taking your head a second ago. You don't like the... Because I lost the whole thought. Uh, you lost the whole thought. You don't like the thought about being butt raped there. Yeah. If that bothers you? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it bothers me. I just, you know, I was looking into the picture, and then this thing came out of left field. Put a picture, they get whacked by it. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it happens. No, well, if you want to sign a record contract, it happens. You this think it still what? happens? Well, oh, what a, what's a record oh, contract? Oh, what's a record contract even worth these days? Not much, but they don't know that. And a lot of times, like a lot of times, when people are in the music business, and Grant can verify this, a lot of times they they think it's the money, but it's not even as much the money as it is the fame. You know, right? People like the attention. It's the look at me, look at me, look at me. The same thing that people like when you do a podcast. They accuse you of wanting all of the attention. Never mind the fact that we barely even fucking advertise this shit or do anything like, you know, nobody's, well, I don't start my conversations with people in the street. Hey, my name is John. Listen to my podcast. Right. That would be the next step. It would be natural. 
And you kind of, you have to balance these, you balance these things out and basically you lose either way. If you go out, you try to seek the attention. Now you're an attention seeking whore. The- and if you don't go out, then if you don't go out and do those things, then you're just basically talking shit, you know? So which one is it? But for me, it's just because I like seeing my brothers once a week. And you're really here. Jeez. Absolutely. No, I like, I like it because it's a recording. It's, it, this is something only rich people had for hundreds and thousands of years. Yeah. And that's a type of tool to record uh, anything about a person. The only people you read about are people that were worthy of a story, I guess, in history, you know, that someone put pen to paper about, and, and it had to be a good story, too. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> every story didn't survive. Well, this is a right. thing. But this, this is, is an, you know. It's an opportunity for us, to, for us to take control of our agency, really. And a lot of the jokes, a lot of the things I say, like you guys laugh, and I know Rob knows, I say a lot of the things for shock value just because I can, you know, just because I can. And just because people are telling me I shouldn't say that stuff, you know, I will say it just because I will say, but rape. I could dig it. I'm not going to be in any positions in the near future where that will come back to haunt me. That's right. <laughs> Only the person is one way that actually happened. <laughs> can, I have, can you imagine going to prison and the first thing that they do is say, Season three, episode nine. That's what's going to happen tonight. Man, I'm going to tell you something. I was in jail for one week in Cobb County, Georgia, and I can't imagine nothing past that. I don't want to imagine it. Was that the bedroom door? Was that the bedroom door? Yeah. Well, that was, that was, that was me not show not showing up to uh, a compliance hearing. Mm. Uh, it, 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 it's, there was an automatic five days. Don't matter wow. why you didn't show up, this, that, and everything else. They caught me at lunchtime. And I'm going to take you to that stink, that stinking ass place. Man, I know people, if you get, if you get sentenced, you ain't got no choice, but God, dog, man, I'm talking about, that's the bottom, boy. Yeah. We're not that's, going back. That's the bottom, man. I mean, you know, it, that's what it is. And that's where we put people. 25% of the world's prison population are in our clutches. <laughs> are Americans. Well, yep. Criminals. That's ridiculous, man. <laughs> 5% well, of the population has it, 25% of the world's prison population. And it was just a fad. Right. And it was just a fad topic for a little while. Mm-hmm. And Michelle and Alexander brought it to light. And now nobody talks about it. How do you stop talking about that till it's resolved? You know, but whatever. Well, we started. They, they, they don't want to resolve it. They cut you a check, and they say, "Michelle, enjoy the Bahamas." <laughs> Damn, that's what they did. Hey, fellas, guess what? Damn, chicken bus just about up already. We didn't even get into Rob's conversation about chicken butt and Jack Harlow wearing a bonnet. So I don't know what that's all about. But hey, listen, he's different a white dude right there. He's a white rapper. He starts out different. He wakes up in the morning different, and it it is what it is, man. Wear your bonnet, wear your dresses and everything. Go out there, you know, drink as much syrup as you want. You're no threat to me whatsoever. So on that note, 
first class is a bop, though. Uh, I don't care how crazy he is. Like first class, a little bit of a bop. So, I'm I'm hearing the call of the wolves. The show is over. Where's it? Where's your music at? I don't have any music right now because I, because like you got repoed. I got repoed. I was. The, I was told that I had to. Little John reneged on you again. <laughs> me, 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 and the little man is like never is like not on it's not on good terms right now. We're not well, on I, good terms. It's like, like Lucas it. Curl. It never quite. It just never quite curl all the way over. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not seeing eye to eye and everything. So you pulled, you know, your, right. pulled your licensing. Listen, yeah, you pulled yeah. your license. Listen, this kid, this kid, not only did did he do that, he actually he actually wrote negative reviews on our podcast. Uh, 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 yo, I even go front, man. I, yo, it's it's the same with my with my firstborn, my daughter, man. Talk about complete war, like, well, you know, you know what? You know, you have to get some natural thoughts. You've got to get some type of value <laughs> for the thousands and thousands of dollars that you spent and the countless hours that yeah. you spent trying to like put these people on. It's just the way that it basically is. I leave it alone right now. I he actually did pretty well in school this year. He sent me a notice with his grades, but I can't even go there. Now I can't even go there. And I don't talk, I don't talk bad about I listen, I'm not like him. I'm not going to say anything bad about him, but basically the truth of the matter is if I was, I'm your parent. I know everything. I could actually flame your ass anytime I feel like it. That's the right. But as a parent, you know what I'm saying? You go ahead and you move forward and let it be. I don't have any animosity for someone that I brought into this world. You know what I'm saying? It's all love. It's just not camaraderie at this point in time. And at that, and on that note, we'll leave it at that. That's what being born in trouble means. They're all trouble. It could all be trouble. It could all go wrong. Right. But you know what? I got a daughter. I got a son and everything. And usually the way it works is that your daughter loves you and your son doesn't. But usually that's the way it works, your kids. And so, Rob, you're lucky you got your daughter. If you had a son, you'd probably be all alone right now. <laughs> That's why I got a bunch of them. I taught him some bad yeah. things. Look, one kid, you don't, one kid don't stop no show. I got a doesn't. bunch. I got a bunch of them. Oh, you don't like me? Well, but it, it, does, it, does, it does stop an intro. It does stop an intro. But it is what it is, man. Life is stretching everything. And it's like we say, we people, people don't understand this generation. They don't understand the value. And I'm not giving... Nobody's getting all my money. You know what I'm saying? You got to go make your own, buddy. And go make your own money. I teach you how to. I teach you how to fish, yeah. but I, you can't eat all my fish. That ain't happening. You know what I'm I saying? I don't know. I already broke the news to my kids. What? I said, listen, I did for most of my life. I intended on having traditional things to pass down to you. What I'm telling you is not rely on that at all. If it ha if it happens, <laughs> if it happens, hey, I got it done. We, we Lord, okay. But I'm yeah. already letting you know that it's not looking good. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, you know, get better. And you be the one to break the cycle, okay? I didn't get it done. <laughs> you get it done. <laughs> and on that wow. note, episode I'm born in trouble. From. That's what insurance is for, man. From like hey, Mr. Dubkin. That's from right. From hey, Mr. Dubkin. That's right. Yeah. Peace and love. Peace and love. From Detroit, Michigan, home of Amish girls who have run away for chicken wings, <laughs> the city wing king, Mr. Green. That's right. That's right. And of course, from New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and a hotel lobby near you at the bar. Mr. Brooks with the good looks. Many, many nights, baby. Many nights. Hold it down. There you go. Fish. Don't hook in the water. Throw that hook in the water. You know, I don't know how much this is going to make the cutting room floor. I think that we're probably very controversial this evening. But you know what? Fuck it. That's what really? Born in Trouble is supposed to be. And from now on, there are no more filters on Born in Trouble. And come and check us out next week. Um, hopefully we'll we'll be able to get the video running the entire time, but we actually got video right now. And let me tell you something, you brothers are you brothers are some good looking brothers. And if I was a member of the LGBTQ community, I probably still wouldn't date you motherfuckers. But <laughs> I you might don't look you. about me to date me. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Right. But I might wait you I, I might like, you know, I might like, you know, give you somebody else and everything. And let me just yeah. tell you something. Next week. We're going to have a list of all these different things, all these different companies that are supporting LGBTQ. So that way you people can make up your minds, whether it be a store that has your favorite clothing, you can decide whether or not to go outside naked or not. If it's an alcohol, if it's a beer, you decide not to drink it. Whatever it is. Rob, I know the show has been tough on you, so I'm going to let you go. Born in trouble. Talk to you later. <laughs> Peace. Yo, Peace. Yeah, you, yeah, you right. You ain't never running for office, X. You can feel yeah, <laughs> sure. that. I mean, unless, oh, yeah, I... unless it's some, unless it's some of that uh, partial down land. 